Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home, home repair. repair. Today we have two topics. We're doing a super wet, deep dive. <laughs> Hopefully not wet. Not water. Yeah, avoiding the wet. Yes. Of uh, water heaters, and we've talked about some maintenance issues on water mm-hmm. heaters, but we're actually going to dive even deeper into um, how th- uh, other elements around the water heater and the elements of mm-hmm. a water heater, mm-hmm. so you more completely can understand how the water heater works, and of course, um, that will lend itself to some maintenance and repair. Topics, I would imagine. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then we're also going to um, a on the other side of things, <laughs> the proper use of a plunger and a water closet auger. So I'm yeah. very interested in this. You know, not that long ago, I had an experience to use such, and oh, I was right. very frustrated with the the plunger itself. Mm-hmm. So, but let's start off with our deep okay. dive water heaters. What what brought this up in your head? That we wanted to talk so deeply. Well, about. I just happened to be looking at my um, water heater in my house and saw that it was installed in 2008. And so and we're, we're talking here 2023. 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's pretty much about the life of them, life expectancy of them. A good one is 15 years, right? Right. And I, and Eight this, to is, 10, is, this that... is not a good one. This was just a, you know, okay. economy model that the landlord put in and I've lived there for over 10 years mm. and nothing has been done on it. And, and it was just, you know, I think it's part of the home maintenance thing. And typically your hot water tank is tucked away somewhere. Mm. Um, in my, you know, house in Covington, it is literally, I would have to pull the washing machine out and then it's back behind this panel. Oh, it's really that to, far deep. Yeah, to, to get to it. Um, so, you know, when, when am I going to, what am I going to do that? Yeah. But you should, you mm-hmm. really should, because that's when, you know, things go wrong, especially mm-hmm. when you're on vacation. So I thought we'd do a little bit of a of a deeper dive into water heaters and the different kind of things that you should be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. We've talked about before on doing maintenance on the the draining it a little bit, right, um, right. to get some of that sediment out, and just looking at it for you know rust spots and leaks and things like that. But there's a little bit more to it than than that. So the things that you should know about your water heater or know how to do is one, you need to know how to, how to shut the water off. The water to the water heater. Right. And it's typically, the valve is typically on the cold water side. So that's where it's coming in at. And there should be a valve on top of there. You should also know where your water shutoff is for your house. The main. Yes. And a big question is, does it work? Mm. A lot of people have lived in the house for years or they just bought it. The house is from 1940 and I think that's the valve and, but I'm not sure if it works. I've never turned it off and it's kind of essential. If you, if you, you know, something happens and you spew a leak, a copper pipe gets hit. And Mm -hmm. other than having to go out to street, to the street, knowing where you can shut your water off in the house is a really good thing. So, and also if I can put a, uh, vote in for also knowing how to shut it off at the street mm-hmm. because um, making you sure you can access it, making sure that that turn off works, that it's not under a bunch of gravel. You know, a lot the, of times it's under a bunch of dirt. Yeah, dirt yeah. and gravel, and to make sure that it's clean and it works. Because as you were mentioning, if the valve in your house, the shutoff in the is an old ball valve, 
and it's been corroded, you might go, you're going to go ask them to test it. What happens if it fails? Right. You know, what if it is just old enough that even moving it now creates a failure? Mm-hmm. Which I've seen happen before. Uh, which I I've imagine is turned very them common. Off, turned it off and then it starts leaking. Yeah, yeah. And you turn it back on and then it's leaking. It's like, oh, what do I do now? Right. Yeah. The one thing, this the city doesn't like, you here in Seattle, the city doesn't like you turning the water off I at the meter. I didn't know that, yeah. Because the meter's theirs. Sure, right. And right. so they, they really don't want you doing that. I had a, a situation where we were going to do some work um I can't even remember what it is. It's been so long ago. But we actually, the city came out and they actually put a valve on the homeowner's side yes. of, the, of the water meter yep. so that we had a valve right there to turn off as opposed to messing with the, the meter valve. Interesting. And as far as I know, there was no charge for that. They actually just came out and... Yeah, I think they're pretty... They're probably not doing that now, but... Well, probably attentive, though, to... But, I mean, if, if they're telling you not to do it, like, I I got myself uh, a wrench for the proper wrench mm-hmm. to do up at the... Um, one of the water on the city side um, because it was kind of corroded and hard. It's a hard valve to do, and a lot of times it's not just a nice handle valve. Mm-hmm. It, it does take a, a special tool to do it. You can do it with a vice grips or a pliers. Which gets a hand down there with all the spiders and the dirt. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also you can do this while standing, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. be up a, above it a little bit. But I didn't know they discourage, I, I can understand why they yeah, discourage Yeah, they do it, discourage it. But yeah. tough on them. Everybody does it. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But anyway, check your valve in the house if you have one and, and get, it, get it replaced is a good idea. And I would maybe have your plumber picked out before you do that. Right. In case it does fail. Right. Because some of them look gnarly. And how many- Oh, they've t- been there for years. And, and they've been galvanized unused. pipe and- And they've yes. never probably been turned four times in their mm-hmm. life or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, really problematic. It might be a good idea just to call the plumber and have her do it That's what before I would, you start messing with it. Yeah. If it's critical that you have water and, and if you have to turn it off at the street for any amount of time mm-hmm. and- Plumbers are unpredictable about when they're going to be available, even for emergencies, yep. or you're going to, you know, pay an emergency price for it. And that so, can be spendy. Yeah, and you might yeah. just want them. And I, it's not going to be cheap, but then it's going to be done right. You're going to have the latest, you know, proper valve, and and you're going to have a warranty from the plumber, right? Yeah. If something does happen, you can always call and say, "Hey," and they'll come out and and then you have a their work. plumber even having your eyes on, you know, the pipe coming from the city. Yeah, you know what. What state are you really at? It's, it's funny. We don't want the answer, right? But we really do need the answer of what condition your pipes are in. Mm-hmm. It's it's very easy because they're hidden, or you you know that it's easy to look away mm-hmm. because it is an investment. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the story about the condo now? About the what? The condo. Okay. Oh, is there another story? Well, the, the board is. I think in the homeowners. You know, we've got the pipes inspected. Mm -hmm. So this is a condo that we own, and it is piped copper from the city and internally and and to the units. And then there's a mana block that distributes it to the items in the apartment. So, you know, your tub, dishwasher. Manifold. They call it mana block. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. That's why it's a brand name. Because I would call it manifold, too. Manifold, okay. But anyway, kind of a switching uh, place. And uh, polybutane? Poly... I think it's a 
polybutylene or something like that. Anyway, anyway, it was really terrible, subpar plastic piping. Clash action suits. That's just just a ticking time bomb. Right. And I think we're going to actually address it. And we're the homeowners. We're going to see who wants to get together so that maybe a plumbing company, maybe get a bulk price because it would be a bigger job, mm-hmm. you know, but it's going to be, I'm not quite sure. Wow. But anyway, it was, we had the company come in and they did an inspection and now they want, uh, not now they want, but phase two was actually um, analyzing the copper and seeing how the copper is mm-hmm. and it's extremely expensive, more expensive for what I think it's worth. I mean, it's copper. And I mm-hmm. understand there are different grades of copper. Right. But we're also only in about a 30-year 30, 30 lifespan of them. And mm-hmm. sometimes copper is, you know. So unless something particularly terrible has been happening. And we're thinking, man, will 8,000 <laughs> get us a couple, you know, a few manifolds to replace, you know, in the units rather than spending it. Like, I'm not sure we need a, a microscopic analysis of our copper. Right, right. To know that, but but you know, I'm, we went back and forth as an HOA. It's like to my original point. I know we don't want the answer, but mm-hmm. is it better to have the answer? Yeah. Do we have to do a whole repiping of the building, including the copper, and then maybe doing you know? I think we'll do packs in the units. Right, right. But, and that building was built in eighty nineties nineties. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I can't imagine, even with the crappy builders that there were, mm-hmm. that they were, that the copper would be. Terrible at this point. And I'm thinking, what the plumbers are in there looking in the units anyway, they're seeing, you know, they're going to see a piece of the copper right. since the copper comes into the units. So We're so gonna... does it come, the water coming in from the street, um, that's copper, right? Yeah, and in the building. You know, if you look like in the mechanical room and where that comes out of the stack, you know, the stacks look like, from what they can see, mm-hmm. and they, of course, want to dig into somebody's unit and take a piece of the copper that's going to that manifold mantle block. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to analyze. Oh, okay. You know, so of course their price doesn't include the piper or the plumber's fee. They're not going to do it. They just do the analysis, right? Or the drywall repair. Oh, yeah. So it was eight thousand just to do the analysis, and then what? we have to do this. Yeah. Are so, you kidding me? So I think the HOA is is more. You know, maybe we don't do that phase two. We're going to trust that the copper's okay. You know, really concentrate on getting the all the units repiped. And if the plumbers see some kind of raised concern about the copper that they're seeing coming into the units, mm-hmm. maybe address it at that point. Wow. But anyway, I mean, that's going to require a lot of drywall. Wow. Yeah, it is. Taken out. Mm-hmm. And my question is, would they do the same route? I don't know. Anyway, and then the other pro, you know, the other question is. Can we require the other units to do it, the other homeowners to do it, mm-hmm. or let them know clearly, we start messing around, we start banging around in some of these units replacing this plumbing, are you going to have a higher chance that then yours will fail too? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a mess anyway. Wow. But back to my original point, there's the stuff that I hate about it, but We've all been just covering our eyes and covering our ears, mm. hoping upon hope that our bomb doesn't go <laughs> that off. It's going to go away. And, you know, and more and more people were finding, you know, appliance companies and and um, renovators saying, I'm not touching this. Right. We had the concern, I think maybe back in, you can see in the 2019, one of our podcasts, I think we talked about it then, where right. we were trying to do a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. 
and nobody would touch it except right. for my friend Amy. I'm like, let's give it a shot. <laughs> um, you know, because it was just going to fail and that stuff apparently just crumbles and fails and you go further back and oh, further back for the block. Yeah. And just, yeah. Yeah. So that's awful. That's on the Do horizon. you know if you have um, pressure reducing valves? I'm sh- no, that's the other thing that they warned. They said, okay, once we start doing that, you know, it's, everything else is going to have to come up to code. So it's not even just a matter of, you know, just be piping. Right. But, you know, are those manifolds or mana blocks, are those even up to code? Right. You know what? Right. And some people just don't. And I agree with them. I mean, it's kind of a neat idea, but most of us just want valves at the place. Like you know, to typically, turn it off like, right. What like your house does. Underneath usually. your toilet and. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. It would be interesting about pressure reducing valves because that will affect copper as well. That's why yes. you have them because the pressure from coming from the city is usually about a hundred psi, and copper can burst at that, especially if you've got the thinner. I don't remember which one's the thin one, M or L. I don't remember. I think but- M and L. Or I think I think ours is you know, and and we've been told that it looks like we probably have the M, which is the thinnest. Oh, I guess right. it's A. I think it's A through M. I know. I know. Anyway, that, yeah. Sorry about so, the diversion, okay. but it's like that is wow. On the horizon. Now it's time for an ad. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com. And that was an ad. That'll be an interesting update. Yeah. Okay, back to water heaters. Sorry, things water that heaters. You sh- water heaters, things you should know. So know where your water shot off is. Boy, we really digressed on that one, didn't we? Yeah, but it's related. It is related. It is very related. How to turn off the gas or the electric to the water heater. Depending on what kind of water heater you have. Right. You should inspect the flue. If you have a gas water heater, you should inspect the flue yearly. Um, it what am be- I looking for? You're looking for rust and to make sure that it's securely fastened to the chimney or wherever it's going out to, mm-hmm. and then the top of the the um, water heater. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's going to fail on that? Why would that ever fail, or is that just going to get dirty more than anything else? If it's rusting, that's that's an indication that it's not working properly, and you could be getting backdrafts, which could give you carbon monoxide. Mm, very so, important. Yeah. yeah. So you want to make sure that that's going on, and you can you can get when you have uh, uh, your furnace guy come out, do some maintenance. Um, you can ask him to look at that as well. He can look at the burner on your hot water tank as well um, to make sure which that they would as part of a. Well, hopefully. Maintenance and, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. But but I think it's important, you know, make sure they do these four right, or five things, right, right? Right, yeah. And, you know, if you get rusty uh, burner, same thing. You've got uh, inefficient heating. You've got possible carbon carbon monoxide. Yeah, just all kinds of What is your preference? Do you like the gas over electric water heater or do you have a preference? Is there a industry preference? I mean, I understand it's not an option for right. some if you're not well, plumbed for gas, but um, I'm kind of torn. I, you know, I do like the gas tankless. Well, I know we're not talking about tankless right now, but I right. do like the gas tankless just because of the energy savings. Mm-hmm. I wish they could make an electric tankless yeah. that that worked better. Mm. You know, because we're trying to get away from 
Natural gas. Is, yeah. But it's not just, quite there yet? No. Because I just, I don't like the idea of having, you know, this 55 gallons of water. Right, right. Heating all the time. Right. Right. My hot water tank is heating right now as I'm sitting here in this recording studio. Right. It's like, right. why? Yeah, yeah. You know, or or And having... it still doesn't get you hot water any faster at the receptacle. If you're still down on the opposite side of the house, you still right. have cold water so in your pipes. cold water, yeah. yeah. Unless you have a recirculating thing going on. But, right. Yeah. And there's that, that option is, is there as well. You can do the recirculating pump. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't you do these little on-demand Little little heaters. I kind of I'm going that direction. Um, you know, just because of the nature of our house layout, I've been. It just takes too long. Mm-hmm. To, it's so much water waste in order to get the hot water. And like when you're washing your hands, mm-hmm. you want the hot water in the first two seconds, not thirty seconds when you're already done and out of right. the room. I and all that my kind hands. Of stuff. Why even turn the hot water on? Ex- at all. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I've been putting those little. And it's not an on-demand. It, it's uh, just a baby water heater. So yes, oh, it's it, a little tank. It is a tank, okay. and it, so it's the your kind of your irritation of water sitting around heated, but it's only two gallons worth. Mm-hmm. So that's not taking a whole lot of energy to keep that warm. And uh, I I found that that's better, and, and that can be on a one ten circuit. That's the other nice thing oh, okay. is that you can put those a lot of places, right, right, without changing mm-hmm. you know a whole lot mm-hmm. of wiring. Now I installed one. For Kate out on Vashon mm-hmm. underneath her sink, and it was an on demand. Yeah. So as soon as you turned the faucet on, that thing kicked on. But I don't know if it was the unit itself or her water pressure from the well. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it was the unit itself because she had another one that worked just fine. Okay. Um, but the what would happen was you'd turn the water on too high and it wouldn't kick on. So you really had to play with the water pressure mm-hmm. to get it so that it was just right so that the the water would heat. Too too high, comes out cold. So my, but my dad it has, was a nice, it was a Bosch. Yeah. It was super easy to install. But what was the power going out to that? 110, 120. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had to string that out too. But I agree with you. I think having the, the on-demand is is the way to go. Yeah, if you had a low flow shower head, mm-hmm. right? That's what two gallons an hour or two gallons a minute, um, right? And so a little thing, but I mean, they do have those little water heaters that if you had the space, you could put in your bathroom. So I have the littlest one you can get, mm-hmm. the two gallon ones. But mm-hmm. there's four and seven, and and even nine, I think. But I think it's certainly better than 30, 40, 50 gallon mm-hmm. water heaters. Right. I, I suppose the building's just going to do the on-demand, building-wide on-demand mm-hmm. heaters. But I still like them being right there by the faucet where you're going to be using them. Right. Because I'm not wasting any water there. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's smart. Okay, water heaters. Water heaters. <laughs> water heaters. <laughs> you, you, so you want to routinely check them for leaks. That means actually looking back around the back, oftentimes they'll be installed so that you can't see the seam. And if it's in a corner, mm. um, you know, I tell that story of one that was in the house was built 18 years old, hadn't looked at the water heater. It was down in the basement in the back. And um, it's when I was doing, you know, home repair stuff. Mm. And she asked me to, because I gave her the, the maintenance list. I said, sure. here's some maintenance stuff. He's like, oh, well, you might as well do this while you're here. <laughs> so <laughs> I did. Okay. I, went, I went and looked at, the, looked at her water heater, and the, the seam on it had split. It was about an inch, inch wide. <laughs> and 
I went and got a hot water, water heater that day, that day and, and yeah. replaced it for her. Um, yeah, so. Was there any indication of leaking or just that seam had busted open and? There was in the back. I mean, there was a little bit of rust and stuff okay. that was that was going on, but not on the front side of it. Mm-hmm. And was that so, electric or a gas one? It was an electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mess with gas. Right. Yeah. Temperature and pressure valve. You want to make sure that that's working and not leaking. The, the I'm going to see if it's working. You just flip the flip the. It should have piping that goes down to within six inches of the floor. Okay, right because it's either on the top or the side. It's got a little lever that you pull up and it'll release water. Be careful because the water's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what happens though is um, if it has never been checked, you get stuff in there and then it's going to drip. It's going to leak. Okay, so that's a situation where. I have the time to deal with this, or I have my plumber on speed dial, Yeah, yeah. but I'm going to check this valve mm-hmm. and check it, and if it leaks, then... Is it going to be a catastrophic leak, or is it going to be a leak that maybe I could babysit for a couple days while I'm waiting for the plumber to be able to come? I That's probably going to be a case-by-case case basis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't say. And that's the same with the uh, valve that's at the bottom that you use to drain your hot water tank. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to... Uh, drain it just a little bit to get some of that sediment out. That may be the same situation where you go to turn it off and it doesn't turn off all the way. And you can either replace the valve or you can get um, a hose cap. Okay. Right? Fits on a hose, got a rubber seal, just screw it on there so it's nice and tight and it's not leaking. You'd be fine with that. Okay. Um, you want to check your the temperature on your hot water tank. Um they really recommend that you stay at 120 degrees, and it's for safety reasons, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be nicer to have it hotter so you didn't use as much hot water, but the scalding um, that occurs with just a 10-degree jump, right? So with with more than five minutes is what it takes to scald with 120-degree water. How much? Over five minutes okay. of constant, right, right 120 right. degrees. At 130 degrees, it's 30 seconds. God, huge difference. So huge difference. So then you go to 140 and less than five seconds, you're scalding. 150, you're at about one and a half seconds. And then 160, about half a second, you're scalding. Isn't that interesting? That is, you know, 40 degree difference and you go from more than five minutes to half a second. Well, and I'm more impressed with with the 10 degree jump. Yeah, because yeah, that's more from like twenty to one thirty, right? It's like, oh, we'll just turn it up just a little bit, and it just makes a difference. Of I can, I can do the dishes. Yeah, turn it off, turn it on, right? But go to do the dishes at one hundred and thirty degrees. I think my mom used to have her set because her water was just so hot. hot, and she could put her hands under there. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So especially if you have children, <clears throat> just like you just don't have that margin of error with just that ten degrees, right? Let alone, and, and you just well. never know when they're going to go in there and turn the hot water on. Yeah. Right, unsupervised, you know, they're they're four and they push their stool up there and it's like, oh, I'm going to brush my teeth and right, oh, right, right, right. Not and good. so in 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 floor or the radiant heating that we do is like that's up to 180. Woo. So you can see why that's just so dangerous that wow that water is yeah hot. That is very hot. And that's the max. Mm-hmm. That's the max. They they might suggest more 160, 170. Um, but yeah, we keep it at 180. 
boom. <laughs> Is that because why do you why do you keep it so high? There was a reason. Again, those long runs, mm-hmm. and it's all it's all it's only doing it on demand anyway. So so mine's on demand. So there's not it's not a, it's, so it's a tankless. Okay. So. But this is your radiant heat as well, right? I have two different temperatures. It's a boiler that's handling two different water sources. Oh, okay. And one's heating at 120 and one's heating between 160 and 180. And so the 180 is what's used for the heating. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and not then, in our faucets. But you have a recirculating pump on that. Homemade, yeah. Homemade. It's, it's not built into the... Oh. It's not really homemade, <clears throat> but okay. it's a... Yeah. We'll pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about periodically drain your water from the valve. Be careful it's hot. Connect a hose out. Put it in a drain, you know, either outside or in your basement. Make sure that you turn the power off when you do that so that you're not burning out your elements. If you drain out too much and you expose the elements, they can fry. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you do that. Um, If you notice that your water is hotter than it normally is, mm-hmm. right? You go to jump in the shower and you've got it adjusted where you usually do it. It's like, damn, that's hot. Mm-hmm. And then you get this quick, like three minute shower kind of thing. And then it starts getting cold. Mm. That's an indication oftentimes that your um, element is either, it's either gone bad or it's tripped. And is that, the, that's the <clears throat> thing that's actually heating the water. Right. There's a lot of times there's, two of them. There's one on the top and one on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you can take those covers off. You want to you want to make sure that you turn the electricity off, turn the gas off, depending upon whichever heater you have. For the electric ones, it's a, you can use a, there's a reset button on it. Mm-hmm. So just a little red button there. You kind of pull the insulation away. You'll see the dial for the temperature. And then there's going to be a red button. If you push that and you push it and it clicks, that means that that had been tripped. So that may be enough to get that at, to, for that element. Um, it was just maybe you had a surge or something. Okay. And it's going to work okay. So you put it back together and then, you know, check it in six hours or so to see if the same thing is happening. If it tripped again, then that's an indication that you need to that you need to change it out. Is that reset going to be on both gas and electric? No, it's or not going to be. It's not going to be on gas. Okay, it's, it's on just, electric. It's going to be on electric. Right. Okay, but you will have that same scenario of super hot and then not hot on both gas and electric. Mm-mm. If the okay, no, because it's a it's a burner kind of thing. That's the flame. That's right. Doing it's that. like yeah, it's underneath. It's that's doing that. But there is going to be a thermostat associated with it. Mm-hmm. So you may have, and I'm not as versed on gas water heaters yeah. um, just because I don't want to deal with the gas. Yeah. It's just, it's just too much, but there is a thermostat that could go bad, you know? So if you get it, you're getting the fluctuation in hot water that you, it's like, this has never happened before. Mm-hmm, then it's, mm-hmm. it's a good idea that, to get that checked. Have you ever ch- changed the anodes in them? No, that's not. I'm not talking about the anodes. That's coming next. Okay, I'll be quiet. <laughs> have I ever changed the element? Yes, I have okay. changed an element. It's not real hard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're, it's you a plug know. and play thing. Yep. The, the, yeah, you just have to get the right one. Yeah, uh, you have to drain the tank down below the the level of the you know element, of course, because if you open it up and pull that out, you're going to get gallons of water spewing right. all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not it's not too bad. 
The anode, what that's for, and it's typically, if you look at the top of your water tank, there's a, a nut. It looks like a nut on top, mm-hmm. right? Not a not a peanut. It's actual <laughs> bolt nut bolt kind of thing. Nut. Right, right. Connected to that is an anode, which is typically a zinc material. Mm-hmm. Same thing as if you look at the outside of a ship below water level, you'll see these bricks of metal things that are attached to the hull of the ship. Mm-hmm. And what that's doing is it's, it's and what's happening here is you're getting this chemical reaction that is directing it to those zinc bricks or the anode as opposed to rusting out the inside of the tank or the ship's hull. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's those, a corrosion mechanism. It is. And it's specifically to keep the inside of the tank from rusting. Mm. And they do they do wear out. They get to the point where all of that zinc is gone or a lot of it's gone. If you get your water starting to smell like rotten eggs mm. or it's kind of discolored um, or those kind of things, that's when you want to change that anode out. Mm. And again, this is a plug and play thing because literally it's just this metal stick that is stuck down inside the water. Um, and you'll need a, oh, it was an inch and five sixteenths socket, I okay. think. Don't quote me on that, but I, you know, it's a bigger socket. And then you're going to need a cheater bar. I tried to take one out and I had a six foot long, unfortunately, really? unfortunately it was plastic pipe, uh-huh. but trying to, trying to get this thing out off and I just could not do it. And wow. um, so you yeah, you're, going to need a cheater bar because it's been sitting in there a while, right? And there's a lot of corrosion and it just pulls out and you put the new one in and you, you know, a little Teflon you don't need to necessarily drain for that, right? Because you're at the top of No, you're going to want to, you're going to want to shut everything down though. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And for as often as you would do this, go ahead and take the opportunity to drain your water heater anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, I think as a rule of thumb, if you're doing anything on your water heater, go ahead and drain it because you should have drained it probably a couple years earlier. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And the suggestion is also if you if you have never drained your water tank and it's older than, you know, five or six years, then just hold off and don't because you just don't know what that sediment that's in there, the potential sediment is holding together. It yes, could be, yeah. you know, creating a nice seal. So just plan that, on replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and these things are typically seen in the maintenance section on your water heater manual. Mm-hmm. Now, people who install water heaters are always really good about making sure that that plastic bag that holds those manuals is stuck to the side of the water heater. But does <laughs> anybody look at them? No. <laughs> so look at it for well, more than just it. your model number. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I think that's about it for- For water heaters. For water heaters. That's kinda, One more question about the water yeah. heaters, though. In this kind of day and age, when you're talking about replacing the anodes or you know the maintenance on it of actual repair, not maintenance, but repair, mm-hmm. what are the odds that that is going to happen as opposed to it's probably the time to replace it? And how would you decide one over the other? Hmm. That's a good question. Because it seems to me, much to your issue of like, if you haven't drained it, who knows what the sentiment is holding together. Yeah, right. So I would say if you're involved with your water heater Mm -hmm. and you've kept up good maintenance, you you know how your water heater is aging, Mm -hmm. I would say maybe then do repairs. Because you're like, oh yeah, I drain this out every year and everything looks clean and good. 
Everything looks healthy. I've never had any leaks. Yeah, maybe it's worth yeah, and those and those anodes and stuff, just they're no money. Mm-hmm. They're to to maybe get another couple of years or something right. out of it. But if you've been lazy and you have been ignoring it and don't really know what kind of maintenance has been done on it, right. maybe it's just better if you have some type of failure to just replace it. Yeah, I agree. Um and budgeting it, right? Yes, right. Making sure right. it's like, okay, this year is the year that I'm going to budget to replace the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. Because you want to be proactive on that. A lot of people aren't mm-hmm. and they get into huge messes. And, you know, we go in all the time and people's had people have had their basements flooded because the hot water tank has... Um, you know, and if it's a finished basement, my gosh, you have no excuse for not keeping an eye on that. Yeah. So if if there hasn't been any maintenance done on it, you can look at the the tank itself and there's usually, you know, how many years the warranty is. Yeah. Right. Um, So, you know, 10 to 12 years, maybe 12 to 15 if it's a really good one. Uh, But if you haven't done any kind of maintenance and if you see any indication of leaking, like if you look at it, there's screws that kind of hold that bottom piece on. And if mm-hmm. you see rust around that, then, you know, that's an indication that there's there's water leaking somewhere. It may not be a whole lot, but right, it right. has started. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing any kind of indication for um, leakage, then then think about it and don't just wait because it's it could be thousands and thousands of dollars of damage. Yeah. Um, and you know, then you've got to get remediation people in there. You get drywall that needs Mm. to be cut out sometimes. And it just, what could be a a thousand dollar expense that's with somebody installing it Mm. turns into 12 or $15,000 to replace all that stuff. And it just gets, yeah. So yeah, that's my suggestion. When you're dealing with water. Gotta love it. You gotta hate it. Right. (laughs) If you have any questions about maybe what condition your water heater's in, or if you've had a question about whether to repair or replace, drop us a line at let's talk home repair at gmail.com. If there's anything you want us to talk about too, let us know. If there's some some deep dive you want to do. Yeah, we haven't we haven't touched on or I really want to know this. Just let us know. Give us a call or not a call, but Check uh, email. Yeah, <laughs> drop us email. line. Um, so we're going to finish up today with the proper use of a plunger and a water closet auger. Yeah. What, what am I doing wrong with my plunger? <laughs> so apparently, now I did not know this, but apparently, <laughs> so you know the, the the plunger, the one that's got the, the it bells out and then it comes back in. So it's, yes. yeah, so yeah, it's got yeah. that cup-like Little, kind of, yeah, right? So, so more than just the traditional cap. It comes yeah, back like in. Yeah, like yeah. a trumpet mute, yeah. right? That, right, right? That, yeah, the high school guys used to use those yeah, right. for their mutes. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, so apparently the way you want to do it is you put it down there and you want to create a good seal as you go down, but you don't want to go down hard, but you just want to be able to create that seal. And go deeper into the the exit. Right, wherever right. that wherever that is, is you know, that, that hole that everything is now trapped in right right you want to you want to create that seal as you're pushing it down gently okay so you're not you're not pushing yeah, going, tugga, tugga, push tugga, all tugga. that stuff right this isn't cpr right because <laughs> what you're doing in that case is you're just packing that stuff in there more what you're trying to do is you're actually trying to suck it back out towards which you. is that yeah. disgusting but right. <laughs> i hate plungers loathe plungers oh, i love when they work though so oh. rewarding 
I just like turn around, walk away, and I leave it for about a half an hour, and they go in and flush it, and it typically works. Yeah, it's I, oh, I'm not a fan of fl- a fan of plungers, but yeah, so it's it's that pulling it back out that that you're drawing it back so that you're unclogging it from the same direction that it sure. came in. Yeah. yeah, I'm like that's brilliant. I never thought about that. Not that I'm going to do it because I don't use because you don't use it. But well, but uh, I think the tricky thing is that um, longer. I don't know for lack of a better word. What we ran into a problem is that the actual hole is long. It's not small, so it was hard to get that seal. Oh, I couldn't get that seal uh-huh. even with that the 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 cone that is supposed to go deeper into right. there. It was still an oblong rather than round, and I I we just couldn't get just purchase on it at all. Well. No, that's the thing. It's I like mean, it just doesn't wanna, fit well. Yeah, and and even when we even went and got this is ridiculous. The expensive one that supposedly is built for the oblong, you know, really? little longer ones, and it still still didn't create the seal that we I wanted. We could it make to. our millions by creating the perfect plunger. Don't you think? I think so. But yeah. I got to say, so if a plunger doesn't work, what's our next step? It's called a water closet auger so okay. it's not a snake because a snake is just that long cable that's encased in the the the, the little plasticky thing yeah that's got a handle on it that spins around if you use that i mean you can use that um but it's very likely that you're going to scratch the porcelain in the bowl right and right. you're then going to have marks scratched up black yep. black marks or whatever and they don't bowl. go away in case anybody's wondering they do not Personal experience. They do not go away. <laughs> but a water closet auger, it's it's got a long handle on it that's about 36 inches or so. Mm-hmm. And then it's got this hook on it at the end that's a pretty big hook. It's probably got a three or four inch radius on it that's coated with rubber. Mm. And it's it's only got about a five or six foot cable that is fed through that. So mm-hmm. you've got the, the snake kind of spring Coral, yeah, spring. Right. coil. Excuse me, the squirrel. Whoa, the squirrel, <laughs> right? That goes through, and then there's a handle at the end that you can that you can turn. Mm-hmm. And when you put it in, that rubber coated hook goes down into that hole, so that because it's rubber coated, it's not going to scratch the toilet. right. And you're already and, kind of started, right? You're started in there, and then you feed that snake in there, and it will get you, you know four feet in if you need to typically you don't need to go that far right right and spin it and it comes out yeah yeah so water closet auger it's a fun little thing yeah i watched the roto rooter guy do it yeah he was masterful i bet he was it's like it, it does take a it looks like a little bit of an art it, it kind of it doesn't just work like there's not just a turn mm-hmm. you know you, you in order to feed the cable there's kind of this other action that you have to do it was very impressive mm-hmm and he said, don't use Costco toilet paper. <gasps> really? Yeah. Why? He said, what kind of toilet paper do you use? I said, oh, we use the Costco. He said, I don't understand why, and I don't have any other recommendations. He said, but I would recommend no Kirkland toilet paper. Why? He said, he said it doesn't dissolve correctly. Wow. And most of the clogs that they find have been a buildup of toilet paper. And, you know, if it doesn't dissolve correctly, and he goes, Kirkland tends to be a culprit. Wow. An so it kind of broke my heart. Yeah. Because I love what it costs. Right. And it's good toilet paper. I mean, and it gets the job done. Yeah. I just have to pass that on. Thanks. That's true. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. There's a bad news. Wah.
<laughs> anyway, we'd love right. to hear your plunger stories. Yeah. Actually, sure. she doesn't want to hear your plunger uh, stories. Okay. But as I long do. as I don't have to do it. There you go. <laughs> Leave all your comments, messages to let's talk home repair at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying this, please leave a rating and a review. But only if you're liking it. Right. If you like that. If you don't, like my mom said, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say anything at all. Exactly. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Da 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 da